0: Another episode of Fool's Daily. I am joined by one very special guest and Conrad. <laughs> Hello. Hello. This is our special guest. This is Des. Now, if you're a, a, a long time listener, you'll have heard Des doing a show about Godslayer. Uh, the deafening silence suggests that possibly people didn't listen to that show, Des. I've Conrad.
1: I think there was more okay, there was I, more I, than I one, one show, Conrad. I think, even. And yeah, there were
2: quite
1: <laughs> we may have recorded two or three shows on God's
0: you, so, you didn't it, edit it well. I think
1: that's
0: what it was. <laughs> I'm mindful these days that we get we're getting quite a lot of new listeners and so they haven't listened back to the archive. So Des, if you could just give like a thirty second introduction on who you are and your gaming history uh to refresh people's minds, that'd be great.
2: Absolutely. So started 1989 um, buying some model called the Brain Eater or something. I think it was by Ralph Arthur or something like that. Um, started with Hero Quest. went through every single Warhammer ga- uh, Games Workshop game two or three times. Uh, got bored with Games Workshop, moved on to skirmish games from other companies, got bored with those, went back to Warhammer with Games Workshop, got bored with
0: that, and now I play every game I can get my hands on. That was probably was about 30 seconds. There we go. Which is probably the first time ever that anyone has done a 30-second introduction in 30 seconds. That's
2: the only display of brevity you're going
0: to get. <laughs> Does he get a prize for that? I think he should. What sort of prize should he get?
1: The invisible trophy that I'm handing over
0: to. Oh, that's very that's very kind of you. I, I was going to let him plug his new game Ooh. for like three or four episodes.
2: Can I get the trophy and that?
0: Sure, Yay. why not? <laughs> So the reason we we do have Dez on chatting is because, like many people at the moment, I mean Conrad's talked about this being golden age of gaming, but it seems to be a golden age of gamers taking the plunge into building their own games, and um, and that's what Des is doing. Des is creating a game, and I'm going to I'm I'm desperately hoping that I get the name right because I every time I keep saying it I keep going on Roots of Magic.
2: Yes, the roots of magic. That's it.
0: TROM, <laughs> or Trom. Um, Comrades, really pushing that acronym. At the
2: moment. What TROM? <laughs> it's like T-Rex, but without, you know, dentures. Maybe.
0: <laughs> so, so there's is, is is making the plunge into becoming a game publisher, game creator, and, you know, we get, we decided we'd have him on to talk about it. It's also helped by the fact that. He knows Conrad incredibly well and has incriminate, more incriminating pictures than I have of Conrad. So, you
2: know, there's no picture that's incriminating, is what
0: he says on these things. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty true. So, what is The Roots of Magic?
2: Okay, The Roots of Magic is a fantasy skirmish game of what I call medium fantasy. So not high fantasy like Tolkien, uh, but not gritty urban fantasy, if that's the term, like uh, Joe Abercrombie. kind of sits in the middle, so you get a little bit of grittiness and a little bit of um, old-fashioned magicry. Um, It's a game of five to eight models, and there is also a quick start variant in which it's just two single models, wizards fighting each other in a formal duel of magic. Um, It's based on resource aggregation and allocation so you you generate a variable number of actions you can spread them around the crew during um, the game term and figure out where you need to employ those actions the best but uh, we'll talk about uh, mechanics later Um, and the background is um, it's a different world that I've been writing about for some years uh, my abortive attempts to to write a novel and so I'm very familiar with the characters and, and the settings, and there's lots of lots of gold to mine in in that back background. Um, it's set in a reminiscent of Australia island continent uh, called Melorion, in which there is a magical tree. Uh, it's not really a tree, of course. It's just a, a beam of light that people call the tree because I guess they're a bit dumb or something like that. And <laughs> and what the tree does is it. At the top level, the branches kind of pierce into another realm where there are sleeping gods and it kind of takes their gentle sleeping breaths, which is the stuff of magic and transmutes it and transmits it down into the realm of Malorian from which human mages are able to draw on the particulars of the power to really meet their ambitions, depending on what organisations they've joined
0: and how crazy they might be.
1: There's, there was a lot there, wasn't
0: there? There was. I mean, magic trees, island continents with dumb people in.
1: And then there was that whole aggregation.
0: Big, it was, yeah, big, well, that that, that, fri- that frightened
1: me. <laughs> we could talk about the gameplay. Let go. Let so these 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 dumb people and the Ma- people people the Melorians are they?
2: Yeah.
1: How do they? Uh, do they interact with this tree then apart
2: in where, what else is going on there then Oh, very well um, the way that they kind of draw magic from the tree is that the the world tree is, as I said, a kind of vast pillar, a beam of light, and it penetrates the ground of Malloria and it has kind of like roots of a tree which is why i guess it gets its name i shouldn't guess because i invented it of course but there we go <laughs> so i'm guessing uh,
1: i'm guessing the logo sorry to interrupt the, the logo for the the game is is that tree essentially or
2: it's a stylized version of the tree yeah um the tree itself is barely <clears throat> barely perceptible to normal human eyes only wizards can perceive it to some extent and <clears throat> the roots of the tree permeate the entirety of the continent and even the lands beyond to some extent, although that's, you know, Melorian scholars often debate that because other, other races will have their own versions of magic. Um, and each of those roots is kind of a flavour, if you will, of the pure magic energy coming down the trunk of the tree because energy of that power can't be wielded by humans because it will dissolve them from the inside out in seconds. So the tree kind of acts as a, as a prison, the power goes in one end and it spreads out into many glorious flavours towards the bottom. Um, Because those roots permeate the entirety of the continent, the wizards are able to draw on specific power wherever they go because there's so many of those roots and they permeate the ground and buildings and and people because they're generally invisible. But they're able to draw on that power to to channel their spells through.
1: So I'm guessing that uh, as there's different flavors of these routes that we're we're going to look at different flavors of magic as such
2: with yeah for sure so in the game that i've created so far there are six factions each one of those factions belongs to something called a great house of magic now the great houses of magic are organizations with various um, different structures and, and different ambitions and aims but each one of them are devoted to the study and the manipulation of power of a particular route of magic so the six factions so far are House Acedia, the house ha- otherwise known as the House of S- Suggestion, uh, House Durant, otherwise known as the House of Protection, House Phelan, known as the House of Balance, House Merc, known um, coolly as the House of Fear, I think. Hopefully people will agree. Um, house Ching, although it's written Q-I-N-G, just like uh, the Chinese version of the vase, is called the House of Mysteries. And finally, House Travium, The House of Power. Now, each one of those has a particular flavour of magic that you can understand simply through their name. (laughs) I don't know what is going on.
0: Hello. Hello. Yeah. Who was taught? We had an interruption. I,
1: I thought the mute button on this thing works. (laughs) Clearly not. My apologies.
0: So yet again. It's Conrad's fault.
1: No, it's not.
0: It's Hans's fault. No, I would never say that. <laughs> at least because <it laughs> I'm sensible. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: you It came at a natural pause. At least
0: so that's not too bad, I suppose. So six it's all right, it, won't, it won't. be easy out anyway. So. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> so we've got. So we've got six. We've got six houses. At the moment, but you said you said there were six factions that were aligned with the great houses. So are, can can you have more mul- in, in your in your background? Is the are the multiple factions that each have similar magic traits? So, um, House, um, for example, House Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, the house. Are there other 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 houses? That are more closely aligned with them under a great house, or am I mis- did I misinterpret something?
2: No, you've kind of you're getting there, but it, the great houses are kind of individual organizations um, focused on one particular route, and they are the six factions at the moment. However, as I've kind of said, there are many different flavors of magic, and we're only looking at the the top six as such, the routes right. that are the most common throughout Melorion and, and beyond. Um, there are lots of other roots of magic, and that obviously gives me the opportunity at a later point to make new factions, depending yeah. on what the flavor is and Some of them will be actually aligned or more closely aligned with, for example house Durant, as as you said, because their magic will be very similar in the his- in the backstory that i 've written um, humans haven 't always been so adept with magic; uh, they learnt a lot of, of what they know from from a race that came before. Um And before they learned the information that allowed them to figure out the roots they were they were kind of hedge wizards playing at very broad um broad stroke magic affecting things, but just as often as blowing their own heads up because they didn't understand how to work it so <laughs> so, so the more they focus on magic, the more roots appear because they may have originally thought that they were part of a certain root. But as they research and learn more about the magical tree they realize that actually we're a, we're an aligned but slightly different flavor of magic and then they'll create a separate house for that so eventually you know there could be as many as many factions as, as, as one could wish provided I can think up of interesting mechanical ways to differentiate between them in the game that is
1: but for, but okay. for now we've got this, these six houses so I'm guessing each house has got its own kind of flavour or um, look and feel about it.
2: Um. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I've tried to pick six different styles which, you know, as a gamer myself, I have enjoyed in other games or I've always wanted to see in a game perhaps in a particular way and it hasn't been done. So if I go through do a little summary of each of the factions, we've got House Acedia. Um They are a faction of seemingly very nice um individuals they are high ranking members of a of an organized religion not that i think organized religion is bad but you know for the purpose of this story uh, they're pretending to be nice and hiding behind helping the people and healing the sick but they're actually a collection of um of, of rather cruel nihilists really that want to destroy civilization because they think humanity is no good And they want to give the universe a chance of throwing up a better civilization in future that might lead to a utopia. So we've got a very interesting philosophical idea, uh, but the way they have to go about it is basically murdering everyone. So, you know, you you might understand that they have to hide that behind something because, you know, you can't set up a big booth saying free, free suicide booth and expect people to show up in, in big numbers. So they, they, Use or utilise the, the root of the world tree that is the suggestion root. So their power works around the ability to um, convince people to to believe things or to do things maybe that they wouldn't normally want to do. Um, not not necessarily to dominate their minds, but to convince them. Well, actually, I'm not an evil guy with a big war mace about to you know whack you over the head. I'm a really nice guy and I'm holding a puppy. And wouldn't you like to stroke this puppy? Come closer. <laughs> so, so things along that line, and the faction kind of mechanically plays to that, but we'll talk about that later. The next faction is House Durant, the House of Protection, and there are a an honourable faction. You know, I don't, I don't usually like to put um, judgments on on the factions or not, but they're a kind of a good guy faction. They've been created to try and protect the people of Malorian and to pre- and to prevent any one house getting too powerful and maybe dominating the country and, and putting the people into into bondage or, or, or doing anything nasty to them. Um, they tend to be a bit more militaristic because the world in which they live you can't convince people to be pe- peaceful by ha- group hugging you have to kind of give them a reason to behave and so they're a little bit militaristic, but they don't overstep their their bounds and they try to keep peace between the various factions within Malorian. Their magic is um, defensive magic. It's about protecting models, making them harder to hit, may- making them harder to damage. And it's about other cool stuff such as making walls out of stone and, and using the power of the earth. Um, one of the key things about house durant is their their big shtick in terms of in terms of the game is understanding the properties of minerals and alloys because it comes from the earth so they're able to imbue their own weapons to make them more effective and their armors to make them more effective and they're able to interfere with the metallurgical properties of enemy weapons to make them slightly less effective or or much less Um, the next faction is house failing the house of balance and now this you know a lot of people will look at the picture i've put up of mother yulia on on various uh, places on the internet and they'll see a little old woman with a giant grizzly bear as as the it's, it's my
0: favorite piece of art yes
2: yeah, great, <laughs> great i work. must admit great work um failing is is one of those loose organizations it's kind of a group of people that are, are roughly aligned in their ambitions but they're a bit too chaotic to actually have an official you know, chapter house where they all meet and vote on things and, and so forth. And and Mother Yulia is a good representation of that. She's a crazy old lady, very wise but very grumpy, who lives in the wood with a smelly bear. And you know, the people that seek her out are desperate for her help or mad, and um, the bear won't be pleased with them. Um, house Failing is called the House of Balance because in the in the backstory. The, the race that came before the first humans on Malorian, or at least the current um, generation of humans, was a kind of halfway to an elder race. They were soldier scientists and they'd, they'd learned a lot about physics, about medicine, mathematics, and most importantly to the setting of the game, they knew a lot about the world tree, a lot about magic. Um, they all died out rather mysteriously and rather quickly, which I'll reveal in the story only, but for now it's, it's going to remain a mystery. And they left behind all of their works and their buildings and various things that when the humans came along, they, they found complete works and they were able to translate the meaning of, of, of text that they found and employ the use of it. So these humans are basically standing on the shoulders of real giants here. They don't understand really the power of what they've been given access to because if they'd been allowed to come to the conclusions themselves it would have taken them another couple of thousands of years in some cases so you have a human society that is racing forward technologically in terms of medicine so so people will live longer and in terms of technologies for war so people are more effective at killing and house failing stands against that they realise that if the scale tips too far in either way, that could have powerful ramifications for their country in, in, in terms of the the main bad guy in, in my backstory is called the Great Worm of Darkness. And being tipped too far one way or the other will invite him, him to have closer access to the land of Malorian and that will be very bad for everyone involved there. So they're kind of like the Guardians making sure that human race of Maloran doesn't exceed its grasp by too much. Otherwise they might have to go in and you know, deal with it to, to reset the balance. Um, the f- fourth faction is called house Merc, the house of fear. Um, they kind of do what it says on the tin. Really. They are a collection of t- traveling, um, law I guess is the best, the best way I can explain them. Is that with air quotes? <clears throat> l- l- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are lawmen. Um, they basically are from a very, very rich house um, and they're very rich because they act as judge, jury and executioners for criminals across Mallorian And it's a pretty lawless land. Um, there is no one unifying code of law. There are nine principalities, each constantly involved in internecting wars with each other and disagreements. And so they are act as kind of the police force and the judiciary. Um and they get paid a lot to do that to do that job. Their particular route gives them the power to conjure people's greatest fears in front of them to, to make people um, look at their past, look at their guilty past and be forced to, to deal with it. And very often that could be things like a, a murderer is forced to confront a a vision of the person that they killed. But it's a vision that can actually give you a kicking. Their their magic is very powerful, and it you know they can conjure up the spirit to effectively beat down on the person that committed the crime, or they can make your own heart explode because they make you so worried about the things that you're seeing. So, on the one hand, they've got a very suggestive name that maybe these guys are evil or maybe that there's something cruel and malicious about them. But on the other hand, they're, they're kind of pragmatic. Uh, company men just doing their job. A contract is taken out on someone because they've they've committed a crime. It's the job of of House Merc to send a wizard in to go in and and verify if that happened, and if so, to enact punishment. Um, quite an interesting faction. Obviously, ex exec- war uh, traveling executioners aren't necessarily very popular with the the populace, so they they're kind of forced to wander around under hoods and with a collection of weird looking. Um, retainers going from town to town looking for people to uh, basically execute if they've done something wrong the fifth faction is called house ching it is a faction from the far east of, of the malorian continent because it is a kind of chinese imperial lookalike faction so you see what i did there obviously <laughs> um, it's very different from all the other great houses of magic because the truth of the matter is it's not actually a house of magic they don't have any wizards. Um, the rest of Maloran doesn't really understand that, though, because um, Qing wizards, or, in, you know, I'm, I'm doing the air quotes thing, are very powerful and they can manifest um, their very peculiar magical arts in ways that other people can see. And so they've been inducted into the, the realms of the great houses so that the other great houses can snoop on them more effectively. Um, the truth of the matter is that House Qing is a collection of uh, Tomb robbers of archaeologists that stumbled onto the wrong tomb. They found something unpleasant in one of the tombs, an old spirit attached to a a giant jade statue that, that gave them the choice that they could either die where they stood or that they could serve him. And be his emissaries in the world, because he's kind of tied to his tomb. So what he makes each of the Qing wiz- wizards do, and they'll all have this one feature that is similarly, is they have to pluck out their own eye and replace it with a lump of jade from his person, living jade. And through that, they gain their power.
1: See this? I oh, love this artwork for this particular wizard.
2: I haven't released that one yet.
0: But, uh... <laughs> I may have seen it then. <laughs>
2: yeah. The rumour goes... Yeah, so Flipping
0: heck, Conrad, you're such an idiot.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Conrad. Um, no, that one, that was going to be the next one I'm going to re- release anyway, so it's only going to be a few days before that one goes out. But yeah, okay. their, their powers revolve around the domination of the mind, so I wanted there, to, there, I wanted there to be a kind of clear differentiation between House Ching and House Acedia. House Acedia can only convince you of things um, that you might be inclined to do. To do whereas house ching is is much more vicious on your mind or just take over your thoughts for a little bit of time and force you to do you know unpleasant things to your colleagues or yourself um but their power doesn't come from the world tree it comes from well, I'm, who I'm calling Master Jade at the moment, um, his name is a work in progress um, and they are quite an interesting faction and play differently mechanically, but again we'll talk about that later. The final faction is called House Travium or Travium. it kind of changes every time I say it, and they're called the House <laughs> of yeah and they're called the House of power um, House Travium is probably the most powerful of all of the factions on a um, Direct power comparison: the route that they use is the one most similar to whatever pure magic is actually like. So they're a bit more powerful, but the magic they use can also damage them because it's a it's a bit too much for for most humans to deal with. Um, even though they're the most powerful, philosophically they are against trying to usurp power in a political sense or a or a, or a control of humanity sense. Their overriding goal between all of the wizards of that house is that they want to collect enough power from the world tree. Um, and they meditate on doing this pretty much most of their time when they're not out and about trying to find new law on gaining more power. They want to gain as much power because they want to open a doorway into the next reality. They believe that if they could draw enough power, they can crack the barriers between realities and they just want to be the first people to take the step across and see what's there. So that's really all all they want to do. Um, But in order to do that, they realise that they will need a tremendous amount of power. So their role is really to aggregate more power at at basically all costs, but they don't tend to interfere in politics or anything like that because they don't think there's much power to be had there. So that's the six factions. Cool.
1: So is the intent for you to have multiple sort of wizards or characters or whatever in each faction or are you looking at a smaller what what's the intent for for, because you've you've given us the background for for the wizard houses um where are we going to go from there where are you going to go from there
2: well with the game intent sort of thing you know, what I always wanted, and people that have just bought Frostgrave will have a good laugh at this. When I first come up came up with um, the idea to create a game, I thought, you know, why not do it about wizards? Because wizards are in loads of games, but how many games focus on the wizard? Obviously, you know, Frostgrave. People that bought Frostgrave, and I, I'm included in that, are having a good laugh now. But what I always really liked about wizards was wiz- wizards fighting each other, and there's a scene in um, Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, where Gandalf and Saruman are fighting in the Tower of Orthanc. And they're both very powerful wizards and they have a lot of power in, in slightly different ways that they manifest it based on, on what we know from Tolkien's lore. But the the fight they're having isn't, blasting each other with fireballs and immolating each other with the click of their fingers you know they're they're using magical powers and when those magical powers aren't enough they whack each other with sticks and probably if they could have got close enough they'd have used fists and and feet and, and so forth so for me the game is about wizards having a scrap so yes there's going to be wizards involved and the initial wave will just be one wizard per faction um And then maybe an acolyte per faction, which is a bit like an apprentice and and a few other retainers um, for that wizard model. And those retainer models will have abilities that if you select them as part of your company, the wizard will subtly change the way that they work. But in time, I will plan to, you know, and if if this uh, kicks off in the way that I hope it will, I'll release more factions and more wizards for existing factions as well. They are the key points to my game. And obviously, I don't want people to have, be forced to use the same wizard forever, you know, regardless of the additional rules I add. So, more wizards exist in my mind, and eventually will will be committed to
0: paper and and to models. Cool. Okay. Well, I think we've got a flavor. We've I think we've got a flavor of um, where Roots Magic is going. So, I think tomorrow, what we should do is have a chat about the game. how the game actually plays
1: I, I would um, like to ask just one question having listened to you talk passionately, passionately about the land of Maloria where's the book when's the book coming out <laughs> um
2: 2073 at this point <laughs> the amount of stuff I've, I've written for it I assume I you mean my book as opposed to the rule the book yes <laughs> yeah that was the answer that I gave for, yeah. Okay. One day when uh, pigs fly and so forth. <laughs> and I can edit 300,000 words effectively.
1: Cool. Right, until tomorrow, I think, uh, where we can talk about the gameplay. I've been Comrade.
0: I've been Mike. And I've not been Comrade or Mike. No, he's been Daz. Yes. He's trying to show off, have his own. Exit, intro, outros. <sighs> Can't get the stuff these days. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter. We're at Fools Underbar Daily or via email foolsdaily at outlook.com.